Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This week, my guest is Sebastian Boyer, and he is the director of finance at Orange Buy and the founder and head coach at Business Credit 101. Welcome, Sebastian. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Gary. So, Sebastian, what, what you know, kind of got two pieces here. So what got you into uh, to, to the finance and, and business credit side of things? So believe it or not, my my grandfather was the my so my background is uh, heritage wise. Um, I'm a U.S. citizen, American U.S. citizen, but uh, my grandfather was the prime minister uh, of finance for Haiti to Italy, oh. and and I didn't I even know that. Um, I'm a I'm a big mix of uh, uh, just a blend of culture, uh, ended up you know, United States citizen. So um, my uh, my younger brother started uh, Orange Fi about 13 years ago. And I was at that time the the head of a marketing company um, and software company. And um, and uh, my, one of my clients needed financing. So I, I referred him to my brother. My brother got him the money he needed to invest in his marketing. And then my brother offered me a commission check on it. And I said, okay, well, maybe this is an opportunity to do something new and different. I was kind of tired of that industry and, and it wasn't something I, I love to do. And so I, uh, that's how I got started. I got, I just kind of stepped into the opportunity and then I, I, I share the, the thing about my grandfather because, you know, they say that the apple doesn't fall far from right. the tree. I had no idea. I didn't even realize it. I didn't, at least I didn't put one and two together until several years later. Right. So what made you or what inspired you to start Business Credit 101? So what inspired me to do that is after about five or six years, um, you know, helping a lot of folks with uh, funding in Orange Fi, and I, I help a lot of startups, um, but I would I would have um, clients that come to me with 10, 15 years history and tenure in their business mm-hmm. and their their expectation is that they're going to be able to get approved for funding on their business credit without any personal guarantee. And um, that expectation is based on having so many years in business, having relationships with many vendors, maybe having several business credit cards and having uh, taken many loans and paid back those loans. So their natural assumption um, is that they have a really good credit profile. And, And so, of course, we entertain that. And when we go to verify the business credit, we realize they have nothing, not even a profile, much less a business credit score. Mm-hmm. And that's because unlike personal credit, which is really automatic, everything just automatically reports anything on your social that re- that uh, is related to any type of debt automatically gets reported. On the business side, they're not required to report and, and many vendors don't. It's just an additional burden for them and mm-hmm. they don't report to any of the business credit bureaus. So unfortunately, we have to let those business owners down and then start educating them on how things really work. We did that enough times to where I said, you know, there's a real need here to educate our clients on how this works. So let's let's create a, a solution for that. 
where we can offer coaching and education. And so that's how we started Business Credit 101. Hmm. Now, so b besides the thinking, hey, I have automatically have business credit because I've been in business for so long and so forth. What are some of the other challenges that you're seeing that the small business owners are making when it comes to, uh, you know, get it, get lending? Um, you know what? It's really just preparation. And that's part, you know, business credit is really part of that is just the part of the preparation. But the other part of the preparation is how you're going to manage uh, your taxes, right? Because naturally every business owner wants to pay minimum taxes, mm -hmm. right? And so everyone's trying to find ways to avoid paying taxes or pay the minimum taxes. But if you're barely breaking even as a business um, and your margins are so slim where you can't show growth and profit, it's going to be very difficult for a bank to lend you money to expand and grow your business. So you have to take that in consideration. There has to be a balance between what you're showing in terms of growth and revenue um, versus what you're writing off on taxes. If, you're, if your revenue is so strong that you write as much off as you can and you're still in the green and you could still show cash flow, your debt service coverage ratio was really good, then by all means. But in some cases, uh, if, it, if the margins are too slim, you have to decide which what is important to me, saving the money on taxes or positioning my positioning my business so that I can qualify for a two hundred, three hundred, five hundred thousand dollar loan or million dollar loan. Um, so ultimately, that's those are the two things that and then I'd say the other thing is not even having a business plan in place. Um, a lot of yeah. mom and pop businesses don't have a business plan. And I try to tell people that, look, you know, your business plan is your roadmap, you know. Nowadays we have GPS on our on our on our phones, but there was a time where if you didn't have a map and you're traveling, you're in trouble, you know. Um, and if your phone runs out or you're, you know, if you if you don't have that GPS, how do you know where you're going? So you wouldn't go across the country on a trip without having that GPS or that map. And your 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 business plan is that map for your business. It really allows you to predict what's going to happen. Um, before it happens and, and allows you to make concessions and make plans to grow into what you've created. And then that business plan should evolve with the growth of your business. And too many business owners are not leveraging or using a business plan. And so they really can't see what's coming because they don't have that roadmap. So that's, those are the three things I would say a lot of business owners um, are lacking a business plan, you know, proper planning in terms of taxes, and then just having the right credit, personal and business credit in place. Yeah. From, you know, obviously um, lots of times when, when people are trying to get loans and things like that, it's not something that, that happens overnight. Um, and I know you're probably going to say, Hey, as soon as you start your business, but when should somebody be preparing um, to be able to, to get a loan? I mean, from, how many years of tax returns um, and, and you know, personal financial statement and stuff like that? Should people be prepared to, to give to, to be able to uh, you know, get a business loan? So um, there is funding available at all levels and all stages, right? Whether you're pre-formation, startup, um, or a year to two years in. And so, you know, you might need funding in stages at different amounts at different quantities. Um, ultimately, if you're talking about like the, the major push to, you know, really expand and grow a business. So typically you're looking at a year to two years 
is really where you have that marker. Two years is where you have that marker where you have, you know, two years business tax returns and you can prove a history of performance and growth where you can now qualify for money to expand and grow the business. But, but there is funding available for, you know, startups um, and, um, you know, the same of money available for expansion. It's just a matter of, are you prepared for that? And do you need that much? Um, it's it's never a good idea to bite off more than you could chew when you're first getting started. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I think it's wiser to you know start small, use what you need to you know grow the business incrementally, um, and then you know plan that 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 huge expansion within that first year to two years. Uh, but everyone's a little bit different, you know, based on your background, your experience, your savings. You know what what is your net worth? What do you fit and personally uh, have to work with. Um, so some folks need more funding in the earlier stages and some, you know, are really needed a little bit more after that first year to two years. Um, but as far as really being able to qualify for more than pretty much whatever's available on the market, as far as funding, that two-year marker is really where, you know, you're not going to get told, no, you're too early. You don't, you don't have enough time in business. So, you know, and again, you know, what's great about what you guys are doing, I mean, you have Orange 5 where people can get get loans, but mm-hmm. then you have the Business Credit 101 where you can help them. Um, if, they're, if they don't qualify, you're able to help them, but then you're also able to help them, hey, you know, qualify for more or not necessarily use their own personal credit to be able to, to do this. Um at Orange Fi, I mean, how do you guys look at, I mean, obviously, you know, from a tax side, you know, we try to have people put as, you know, much money away in retirement. We're trying to do a lot of the Section 179 for, uh, you know, when they're buying assets and stuff to write tax, you know, write off on their taxes in the first year. How do you guys take those into effect when you are uh, looking at somebody if they're credit worthy or not? Certainly. So, so first to 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 be one hundred percent clear and transparent on on Orange Fi, Orange Fi itself is not a bank or a lender. Orange Fi is a, a business finance consulting and procurement service. So mm-hmm. that's a fancy way of saying we're a broker. I just don't like to use that word broker because that kind of lumps us in with what a lot of people would consider to be the shady side of business financing, which are the more aggressive payday type loans for businesses. Right. Um, and there's a place for that. So I don't, I don't even want to knock that down completely. There right. is a time and place for that, uh, but that shouldn't be your first choice. So what we do is we really look at all of the variables, you know, starting with a personal credit analysis, business credit. Um, we look at uh, the last six to 12 months, bank statements, uh, the tax returns for the last two to three years. And then based on that profile, we then look and see what are the funding options available that we're aware of that we can present to the client. So in some cases, we may be presenting two or three funding solutions that the client can choose from. And then based on their level of uh, confidence or comfort in in taking the next step, we then help them to do that. And most of that is through bank partner relationships where the banks um, pay a commission to a broker Mm-hmm. And so that in those cases, we waive any kind of consulting fees for our clients. Um, and at any time where there is no commission paid, then we would have a, a performance guarantee fee that we call it, but we don't charge any upfront fee to the to the client. Okay. Now, um, 
tell us some some about some of the some of the clients you help not using names but some of the you know some of your guys success stories yeah one of my favorite stories is is a a lady out of new york um this was uh, actually pre covid um and she uh had a home healthcare company and she was way over leveraged she had five merchant cash advances um yeah, she was paying about 150 to I think $200,000 a month in just payments. Um, and as a result, she couldn't hire more nurses and she couldn't expand her operations. She was receiving a, a contract offer from the city where she would need to ex- expand to about 20 new locations. But that means that she would have to be hiring double or triple that amount of nurses. But because of the cash flow issue she had where all of the payment, all of her cash flow and revenue was going to pay for these cash advances. She couldn't, she couldn't accept those contracts. So when I met her, she was um, desperate, but she had really good credit. So she had no business taking those cash advances in the first place. Right. Right. Um, But because she had still had good credit and she was in good standing with those cash advances, I was able to restructure that in a SBA 7A loan over a 10 year term. And she was able to get another, $500,000 $500,000 of working, working capital on top of that. So we got her out of that daily, weekly payment where she was paying probably 30 to 50% interest, if you calculate an interest rate out of it, into a 10-year term, which with SBA 7A, it's prime, uh, plus the bank rate is around 275 to 3%. Um, and so that freed up all that cash flow, and she was able to accept those contracts and expand and grow her business. So that was really a, a great... Uh, story a great client um, experience uh, because I know the result that it had not just for her but all the jobs that she created you know through you know the expansion of her company right can, can you explain a little how you know if she had gone to a bank just directly to the bank and tried to get you know I'm going to say another loan because she probably didn't think that hey I could take and do something with this you know, payday yeah. loan or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, how, how what you guys do differs from that. Yeah. So the problem with going the, to a bank directly is that it's hit or miss, right? Because mm-hmm. a bank itself, you know, represents its own product line. And they may have products that fit your needs or not. So you might just be in the right bank and get lucky, or you might be just talking to the right, the wrong bank and the right bank is across the street. Right. Nine times out of 10, that bank you're talking to, they're not going to tell you go over to that bank because that's their competitor, right? So they're just going to decline you or tell you, no, sorry, we, we can't help you in your situation. So a lot of people give up or get let down because they're just, they got the decline working with the wrong bank. Um, and even if you're talking about, let's say, for example, a 7A, an SBA, 7A loan, the government is the SBA and they create the rules and the guidelines that the banks have to follow. Mm-hmm. So as long as the banks follow the minimum guidelines that the government sets in place, they can choose to participate at any level above and beyond that. So in some cases, some banks don't even want to participate. They'll just say, no, we don't provide that. In some cases, they don't like your industry. They don't have to participate. Um, in some cases, they may just increase the, the the deposit or equity, cash equity injection requirements and that's their prerogative. As long as they meet the minimum requirements, they can increase those requirements. So when you talk to 10 banks, you can te- you can really get 10 different stories or, or expectations for you to qualify to get approved for funding. And, and so that's the 
the problem. It's that, you know, in most cases, if you're talking to the right bank, you got lucky, you walked into the right bank, great. But if you're not talking to the right bank, typically they're not going to refer you or send you to another bank. They're not, they're just going to decline you. And unfortunately, once you get declined, they're not really looking to help you out any further than that. Right. Because they, they're, they're turning bonds. And they're trying to help the next person who's qualified. So they're just going to kind of shove you out the door. And that's what most people have experienced if they don't get qualified. And, and you know, I have cases where I've had clients where I, I underwrote the file myself, my, me and my team. I presented it to the bank that I thought was the best fit. The bank looked at it and said, yeah, this looks like a good fit for us. Introduce the client. They start the, the process. And a week or two later, something comes up. The bank didn't, they found something they didn't like and they declined that client, right? But at this point, we already have all the documents and everything we needed. So I was able to quickly shift them to another bank within 24 hours, you know, bring up that concern or issue that the prior bank had, make sure that that's not going to be an obstacle. And then we overcome that quickly and move to closing, you know, very quickly, you know, and that's, that's the difference is just that, you know, if it's not a perfect slam dunk situation where you're, you know, you, you got lucky, you found the right bank. You know, you tend people will you tend to get frustrated and not know where to go, what to do next, and that's where a lot of folks will give up. And um, yeah. a politician once said that too many business owners' uh, dreams die in the parking lot of banks. I'm not going to say who said that, but yeah, that, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that gave me shivers. You know, yeah. when yeah. I heard that. So, so what's great about you guys then is is that you're able to take that client or a potential client, help them kind of get everything ready to be able to, to present to the bank in the right way. Right. And then you guys have the working relationships with the different banks and lenders that you're helping them pick the right one to go to based on their industry or the dollar amount that they're looking for or, or what the, the purpose of the loan is for. Correct. Yes. Okay. So what are, what are, you know, your future plans with, um, you know, with, with business credit 101, where, where, where do you, where do you see this in the next two to five years? Well, you know, the, the industry is constantly changing. Um, you know, products that were available yesterday are no longer available and then new products are being created. Um, so we're, we are constantly having to stay on the uh, cutting edge of what's available and what's, what are the laws? What are the rules? You know, the, potentially there's going to be new credit rules coming up for personal credit as well. Mm -hmm. And they, it all ties together. So it's, you know, the business credit 101 for us is is more of a value and added value to what we're already doing and helping business owners. Um, but we, we realize that there's so many um, startups that if you start your business properly and immediately hit the ground running, building your business credit and you know, that, that puts your business in position. So when it's time and you're ready for funding, you don't have to spend three to four, six months preparing. You're ready to go. Right. Um, and that's, that's something where we, you know, we see that because of the demand in terms of entrepreneurship, you know, that's, that's the lifeblood of our country of, you know, and if it wasn't for your small start, your small businesses and um, entrepreneurship, that spirit, you know, I really believe is what has carried us through this tough season um, and is what's going to help us to break through and, and see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's the small business, it's the entrepreneur spirit, um, and, you know, and, and I believe that's why the government has this 
branch, the SBA, and that they've created this program. And, you know, they, they do fund startups. I'm helping folks with business acquisitions, uh, franchise startups, um, and mom and pop startups as well. Um, you just have to be ready to, you know, do the work to prepare yourself to qualify. So I think that, you know, with the, the you know, for me, I'm an optimist and I believe that, you know, we're going to, we're going to be thriving here in the next year as a country and as our economy is going to do really well. And I, I contribute, I attribute that to the small business owner, the startup, the entrepreneurial spirit. So I, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's, it's a, it's a bright future for everybody. Right. That's great. What, um, what have I not asked you that you wish I had? Um, you know, you asked uh, good questions. Um, I, I would just say, I, I just, just, just to add value, I would say that, you know, as a, as a startup, as an, as an existing business owner, um, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, one of the things that kind of I have to work against or fight against is misinformation. Right. Um, and right now, you know, 10 years ago, business credit wasn't even on anyone's radar. But now if you go online and you do a little, you know, quick Google search on YouTube, they're going to find a whole bunch of different um, gurus that are teaching and are saying, you know, unfortunately, most of them, their experience is based on they themselves having gone through a process and getting approved for either some credit cards or how to, you know, buy a car on the business. And, and it's very one dimensional, right? And they literally will knock other approaches. They'll say, oh, you don't need to do that. You just need to do this. But what, what I found is that you don't know when and how you're going to need to use your business credit. Um, one prime example, and I guess I think this would be a great way to kind of you know, put a capstone on our conversation is that I had a client two, three years ago, a marketing company uh, here in South Florida. Um, and he hired me for business credit coaching, built out his business credit really nicely. He had really excellent business credit. Um, he was using it with for funding. He was good. But he didn't know a year later that he was going to enter a competition for his marketing company to get the largest multi-million dollar contract that he'd ever been awarded. It was about a hundred companies that got into this competition. It came down to him and one other company. The last thing they looked at to determine who they were going to hire is who had the best business credit. My client won. And he called me and he said that if it wasn't for his business credit, that, you know, he, and so he had, that's not why he built his business credit. Right. But ultimately that's what helped him to win that competition and get that contract. Right. So it's not just getting funding. It's, you know, how do your vendors and peers and other contracts or potential other business relations, how do they see you or the valuation of your company? If one day, if your goal is to one day uh, sell your company and retire, maybe if that's your goal, um, it just, it adds value to the company in, in so many different ways that you can't necessarily predict until you need it. And the worst thing, the worst place to be is in a place where you need it and you don't have it because right. now you're rushing to try to figure out how do I get it? And, you know, you might miss that opportunity. So. Right. Right. Um, Sebastian, tell, tell, tell our listeners if they, if they want to, you know, talk to you, um, you know, from, from an orange vice standpoint or even the, the, the business credit one-on-one, how can they reach you? Certainly. So we have, you know, you can visit orangefi.com. 
uh, that's orange like the fruit and then fi.com. Um, and then there's also business credit 101.com. And on all both of those sites, you can uh, schedule a call or just submit a request. And then my personal brand, my personal site is theapprovedguy.com. And then that would also link you to my YouTube channel. Um, and there you can also schedule a free consultation. Um, and based on, on the free consult, we'll just talk, find out where you are, what your goals are, what you're trying to accomplish. And, and I'll do my best, best to, you know, add value on that call. And if, and if you do need coaching or you need support, uh, I'll do my best to, to give you options and, and help you to get started. Great. I really appreciate your time today. I think you've uh, definitely opened up my eyes and I'm, I'm sure quite a few of the listeners eyes, you know, about making sure that, that they have their, their business credit and that it's, where they want it to be before they really need it. Uh, thank you for having me. And I'm glad I was able to, to add value. Great. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This week, our guest was Sebastian Boyer, who is the director of financing with Orange Fi and also the head coach at Business Credit 101. Thank you. And I'll see you guys next week. 49 faces look to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.